Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to the 45th floor. This is the C Corner back, and it's a beautiful day. And we're back, uh, and it's great to be back. Colby, how you doing? I'm doing good. That's good. That's good. I'm really excited today, Colby. Got a real good guest. Can't wait to bring him out. He's doing something at the moment, but he's here. But uh, anyway, he came up to the 45th floor today to say what's up, and uh, can't wait. Uh, Colby, how's life been? Good. Chaotic. Chaotic. How so? I had to watch Seth play golf. Whew. Yeah, that hurts your head. Yeah. That hurts your head. Got nine on a par three. <laughs> a nine. Hey, man, let me tell you, I love the boy to death, but when you're getting nines on par threes, it might be time to hang up the clubs, you know? Just put them yeah. away. Push them in the garage. Better yet, push Seth, the- if you're listening, take your clubs and burn them. <laughs> just, go, just go out and burn them. You got plenty of property. Just go burn them on the backside of your property. Nobody will fault you for it. The neighbors yeah. won't call in and say there's smoke. I smell burning metal. Nobody will. <laughs> metal doesn't burn. It melts. It's the same thing. You know what I'm talking about. You know no. what I'm talking about. I know what you said, not what you meant. Yeah, by the way, shout out to uh, Frank the Tank. That we played with <laughs> at the golf course. That's oh, not because he's a tank at hitting the ball. He's just a very heavy drinker. We <laughs> named him Frank the Tank because he was man. I've never seen somebody at, him and the bar uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, bar cart the, girl. The bar cart girl were were BFF in it. I don't know what that was about, but I'm I'm sure. Well, it they depends had on how big gun. he was tipping. Whew, let me tell you that jugger. Oh man, wow. Frank the Tank, shout out to you though. <laughs> he he was, look, he he's not gonna watch this. Golfer, but uh he was a little he, better than he, Seth. He was a little better than Seth, so gotta give him a little bit of props. But anyway, let's get into it today. We have a special guest, uh Colby. You wanna introduce him? Because I feel like you've known him a long time. You know, whatever. You know, just don't go light on the uh don't go. Yeah, don't go light on the uh, all the accolades you could give this man, but the myth, the legend, the legend. Everyone who listens knows him. Just about everyone who listens knows him. <laughs> he is great, and he is funny. His name. Hey, you're out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shortage man. is hitting the sea corner. <laughs> Justin Brown, welcome to the 45th floor and the C corner. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. How's how's your day been, Justin? Oh, it's been crazy. Hi. Hey, well, join the club. I guess. Ha- didn't you see what happened today? Yeah. Yeah. Any For anybody that don't know, Justin uh, is a youth pastor at Trinity Baptist Church in Keystone Heights, Florida. Does an amazing job out there. Um, that happens to be also where me and Colby go to church at. Um, so... But he does a great job out there. And tonight, if you want to explain why it was so crazy, uh, you had a big youth event. Why don't you tell people about that? We did. We did. We built Junkyard Snowmen in youth group tonight for our Christmas party. And so we had people bringing all sorts of buckets and trash cans and odds and ends, and they built snowmen out of them. It's pretty great, actually. I got to see a, a battle almost to the death over trash cans. <laughs> Shout mean, out, Seth. You also, lost. Also, Seth. Uh, he did lose, though. You know what's funny? 
Seth and losing has come up a lot this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, no. So, like, describe a little bit, like, how the at the end when everything was said and done kind of the game and then everything was said and done who like who won like why was it why was it judged like that like so the goal was to build a life-size snowman out of the materials in the junkyard which was actually our gaga ball pit um in in 20 minutes time and so they got to they had a like a three minute planning period they went in and they were able to get five items had some time to build. They were able to go back and send four new people back into the junkyard to get four new items and then three new items before the whole thing was said and done. And so they were judged on the the elements that were used. And so being that it was a snowman, it had to have a head and a body, right, it had to have right. arms, a face, all those kinds of things. Judged on originality, judged on stability, um, and the question was, could it withstand a snowstorm? And so we used a a blower, not a very powerful blower, but a blower. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, blower? it was a little weak, but yeah, we used the leaf blower oh, to judge man. the stability. So it was fun. It was a good a good time. Well, the kids were definitely having a blast. I heard them. I saw a couple of them. I saw Seth's teams cheating a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Different, yeah. was it different scrappers or... People, new people to go back into the scrapyard. It was supposed to be. There should have had enough people to have it was just everybody go in once. It was just Tucker every time. <laughs> well, that tends to happen with youth ministry sometimes. So, um, Justin, another another thing that people may know, might not know, whatever. You are very big into music, and you play the drums. And uh, let me give you a little bit of props. Uh, one of the best drummers uh, around, I think, because I mean. There's not many drummers around, really. You know my backup uh, but, drummer. Huh? My backup drummer at Trinity isn't too shabby. I mean, now. I mean, he's okay. I mean, not the dust off. He only has one style: loud. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. He is kind of kicking it a little too much. I might need to take. Yeah, tone, tone it down, out. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does it. You. He brings uh, energy and excitement to the drums. Yes, yes. Well, will you bring a lot of style and, um, heck, what's the word? Uh, style and uh help Technique. me out colby just very uh calming presence <laughs> uh because after i play sometimes people are like when's justin coming back uh, so, dynamics it's called dynamics there you go there you go <laughs> that's what you're looking for see i'm a drummer you're a percussionist hey. there's a there's a difference maybe um, so I- I but so so while I'm on the subject of music, what got you into music? How you started playing the drums and stuff? Give us a little background on that. Oh man, I've been playing since ever since I could walk. We used to have a drum set in our garage when I was I don't know five six years old. But my daddy's played music. Well, he's been playing since he was eight years old on a stage. So my entire life, and the dude can play anything with strings. It makes me sick. Really, I mean, honestly, I, I'm. I bought my wife a violin for Christmas one Shout year. Shout out Justin Brown's daddy. That's right. That's right. I bought my wife a violin one year for Christmas, and he like took it over. He tuned it and was showing us some things. Christmas music playing on the radio, sucker! I've never seen him play a violin before in my life. Just starts to play the song that was on the radio. Blew my mind. Like you got, you got to pick that up and start. That's playing. it. That's it. That's crazy. I wish I could that, do that. 
Yeah, right? The thing that he was missing growing up, though, was a drummer in those bands. I used right. to, I remember early days, he used to use a drum machine for their gospel music group. And so that's kind of what got me into music and drums specifically. And Right. Uh, Colby, is there anything you've ever just picked up and you're like, ah, pretty good at it? I'm not the best, but I could kind of play the saxophone. Okay. I actually but, have one now. Yeah, you do have one, which you've got to bring, as I want to see it. I need like a little sample in the C corner, a little a little saxophone sample or something. I don't know. But, uh-oh, mic difficulties. We are experiencing we are, we are back. Oh, we're we back. We're back. I can bring it tomorrow. All right, bring it tomorrow. Bring it tomorrow. I, I got to see it. There we go. Oh, there we go. You going to play that air saxophone <laughs> solo? Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that for Cameron. Tomorrow. We'll record him playing it while I'll be playing the actual. Oh, man. No, so so you and your dad, well, you got into playing, and then I guess you and your dad did a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Together. I, I played um, any kind of different styles, anything from contemporary Christian to in church to um vintage country <laughs> they had a band um back when i was like one and two um, that they did a reunion and and i played drums for them because their original drummer they they had lots lost touch with so yeah I've, I've played all kinds of stuff with him see i've always wanted to play with like a group of guys that know what they're doing like i've always played with my dad and of course you know my dad you know yeah um, he's about like my daddy. Yeah, much. just almost, almost not, maybe not like pick up the violin and play, but like he can, he could figure it out if you gave him enough time. Yeah. And like what I mean, enough time, probably like a day or so. Yeah. Um, but like, which I, is still sickening. <laughs> like I, I, it's crazy. I don't know how they do it. A day. And, uh, you know, so I, I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing with, uh, dad and stuff, but I've always wanted to play in like a band. Like we can start know. a band. No, I mean like the butterscotch boys. No, I, we already I, planned this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like a band where like people like have been playing all their lives. If you're good, you don't have to be playing and, all your life. As long as you're good at it. I mean, you got a point, but I don't know. It's just a little bit different. I, I, I mean, because there's some it's people, hard to play a saxophone. There's one some years people old. that have been playing music for like ten years that I would rather play with than people that have been playing all their life. But then there's a lot of people that have been playing all their life. I'd rather play with them than somebody who's been playing for two years. You know? Well, so I see how it is. No offense, Colby. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, by the way, another big shout out. And uh, this is a shout out from, I feel like everybody at this table right now can shout out this lady for one reason or another. Melinda Brown, which is uh, your wife. Great cook. Great cook. I've been over Amen at their house that. numerous times. Huh? Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Give me a hallelujah, Colby. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, so shout out to her if she's listening to this podcast. I don't know. Shout out to the kids uh, if they're listening, which I don't know if they are. But Miss Melinda, great cook. I'm sure to you they're asleep right now. I'm sure that uh, Justin can say some great things about his wife. And I'll give you like 30 seconds to say, or a minute to say. Wow, some great stuff. 30 seconds. I mean, we've got we've got a we're, we're on time schedule here. We got more stuff getting to. So I mean heck. <laughs> I'll just say what a woman and leave it at that. 
He did marry her, so. I mean, married her for some reason. I mean, that, I mean, that's good enough. That's good enough for sure. The, the reason <laughs> I married her isn't in question. The reason she married me, <laughs> that's a different story. Oh, man. There's a lot of cats outside. Yeah, There's absolutely. A lot of cats outside. So, Colby, you got any questions for Justin? Because I got a couple more, but I don't. Why don't you ask some questions if you got anything? I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. Well. All right. So let, let's take it. Let's take a different. <laughs> let's take a different note or a different uh, detour road, I guess you could say. So originally, before you were a youth pastor here at Trinity, and you've been a youth pastor at a couple different churches, correct? Or one other church, two other one, church, other, one church. other church. So, um, give me like a rundown because I know before you were called into ministry you were to do something with the hospital. So tell me about kind of a little bit about that journey and how you decided to come into the youth pastor and thing and why God, why you think God called you into that? Well, I'll tell you, I started my, my bachelor's degree is actually in advertising. Um, but it, it took my senior internship to, to tell me that uh, that was not for me. And so I really got into the hospital stuff just so that uh, I had a steady job and good insurance because that's what my mom wanted for me and that's what I needed because I had a new family. Um, as far as God calling me into the ministry, I, I've just, I mean, I've worked with youth since I was one. I um, graduated high school and and then started teaching that next year, a seventh and eighth grade boys Sunday school class. Um, one of my one of the one of the youth workers when I was in youth asked if I would co-teach it with him and ended up he ended up getting sick and, and I ended up teaching that class and so um, I think that's really where God started to work on me but it wasn't until a few years later I felt like he really called me into the youth ministry but I man I just love it I love this stage of life um, I was I came to know Jesus Christ when I was about 15 years old and so this is the stage of life where a lot changed for me. A lot of those decisions about who I was going to be, um, decisions that really affected my future kind of came about. And so I love the opportunity to, to actually, you know, be a part of those decisions with these kids. Um, <laughs> they, they can be crazy sometimes, but uh, you know, it's a lot of fun uh, in the midst of all of that, just to kind of do life with them and, and kind of talk through different life scenarios as they're, figuring out who they want to become and what they're going to do with their lives and making some of those decisions that really can change the course of their life. So really, 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 really cool what I get to do. Um, honestly, I've come to view it as, as my dream job. I really can't tell you that I see myself doing anything else anytime soon, at least. So I love it as crazy as it is. <laughs> That's a good thing to love your job, though. Absolutely. I know that, like, I've had jobs in the past where I'm like, man, I don't even want to go to work today. That's my job now. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> On himself. <laughs> oh, man. Me, you're good at your job, though. You're pretty good at your job because I've seen you in action at your job, so you're pretty good at it. Oh, in action? He's been, that- he been into a car. Changing a person's tail or a headlight. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. 
You didn't know where I was going with that, did you, Kobe? <laughs> no, remember when I showed up and I was like, what are you doing? And you were like face deep in the lanes, like, he's changing my, my headlight. I'm like, okay. I got a $20 tip for that. Did you for real? Taking customer service to the next level. That's right. That's right. Colby of the Sea Corner. Man. That's how you can afford the, the suite on the 45th floor. That's it. That's it. That twenty dollar that twenty dollar tip always helps. Let me tell you, I got a hundred dollar tip today. Oh. You got paid to do wow. something. Chico, yeah, I wow, got paid wow. to do something. It wasn't a tip. I got, got a hundred dollar paycheck. He got a lot of tips while he was doing that thing he got paid to do. You're not you're not doing that right. Caleb, do this is how you do that. Do this better. But Watch and well, learn. No, you know what? I got paid a hundred dollars to listen to three old dudes <laughs> talk about how they were going to do something, and then for me to go, that's stupid. That's pretty dumb. Uh, but I guess it'll work. And then every every thirty seconds, they were like, "Go get this, go get this, go get this." And I was walking in between go like get me two yards doing that. And so, but I mean, we got the building up. It was good. Everything worked out. Got so. your steps in for the day. Yes, I did. Yes, did y'all ever get that? Barn taken down. That was what we're no. taking down. Uh, uh, we have one more, more, one more wall one more, of it. One more, one more, one more, one more. Uh, we have one more wall left on it, but we're just gonna knock that down and drag. I it was to just the told them if you want it, come and get it. Well, we we told them. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we had to go build his foundation for him uh, because he didn't do it. So he thought we could just like screw it in the ground. And we're like, screw it into uh, the well, he thought we just like tap con it down into us. And we're like, no, uh, we're going to have to build a foundation. So me and dad went over there and like build a foundation, lay, like put some, uh, some like two by four and some stuff like all screwed together and stuff. I mean, you could little... screw it into the dirt if you have a long enough screw and anchor. Yeah, but he didn't. We didn't. So we better pray there's no hurricane that's, all, that's what i'm saying yeah. and we screwed our carport into the ground and it hasn't blown away yet i'll tell you though the, so far so good <laughs> the inventor of the tractor was a genius guy whoever invented the tractor i think his name was john john deere <laughs> <laughs> well this one wasn't a john deere but yes i i agree with was you. it a komoto uh i think this one was yeah well the commodes in the bathroom <laughs> what are you talking about he maybe he thought of it one. Maybe, maybe. Hey, that's hey, a good thought. He gets some good ideas on the toilet now. You really do. You really Ouch. do. Hey, I have a quick question. This is gonna turn real south real quick. So get ready. Uh, how do y'all poop? This and this is like and this very is well like, in the you. toilet. <laughs> Two or three times a day. Thanks. Uh, no. So what I'm asking is like. It's about to be TMI. Where they're like, like, no, it's screaming. About to be... <laughs> If you, if you have young kids, please cover their ears or shelter them or something. Uh, no. So like, I have to get like get like half naked to poop. I really do. I gotta <laughs> take my shirt off. I take my pants off, dude. I gotta get comfortable, man. So you're just sitting in your bathroom naked? No, but I learned that's a real thing, and like one in like a thousand people have to do that. I learned that the other day. I'm for real. I somebody flashed us a, a statistic. Uh, flash dust. Use a different phrase. <laughs> somebody flash. <laughs> Flashed a statistic Show. up on Facebook, and it was like one in uh, I think it was one in ten thousand or one in a thousand people or something 
do that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm one of those. Yes, that's awesome. I, I see it now. Here comes the next invention. It, it's going to be the commode recliner. <laughs> <laughs> Kick that Dude, sucker out. That would be awesome. That would be well, awesome. Well, they got one buyer already. That's right. Look, I, as we already know, okay, I'm not going to say what invention it was because there are kids listening. But I will say Whoa. that all three of us know what invention I had. Okay, we've talked about out. this in front of the kids, okay? Yes, but not on air we have it. What's the difference between talking it on air than it face to face? There's really nothing. I want to keep <laughs> this clean. I just want to try of course, we've what? already talked. I mean, about there's nothing wrong so, with well, it. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just—I don't know. I feel kind of. What would you call this commode recliner? Oh, I mean, lazy boy is already, you know. <laughs> I'm just—I feel like good the... marketing hinges on the name. It does. It does. Um, let me see here. <laughs> <laughs> Kickback crapper. Oh, there you go. There you go. The kickback crapper. What do you mean? The KC? KC? Yeah, that's a good little with the little brand on the side. Like, yeah. <laughs> the kickback crapper. Just How would you wipe? Kick your feet up there. It has a wiper for you. Ooh. It's a bidet, too. It's Whoa. a bidet. Yeah. Oh, dude. No. My, let me tell you. Have you ever used one of those things? No, I have not, and I do not want yes. to. And I know, look, I know you it have because was... you've traveled around the world, and I know they have them over there in like Europe and crap. I, I know they got them. That have what them, kind yes. of ex- Justin? One of our coworkers as a youth pastor, <laughs> you just get a little what surprise. Kind of, what kind of? <laughs> when you first used this, what was your first thought running through your head? <laughs> It is the weirdest sensation. (laughs) That is weird. Who came up with that crap? Japanese. Japan man? Probably Japanese. I think it was. Somebody who didn't want to touch it. Oh my God. Someone lazy who didn't want to wipe behind him. Hey, listen. Don't knock him. Until you try. Talking about a. a... (laughs) Kickback crap. A recliner for the John. You talking about somebody poop while you? Yeah. You know, I wonder. I hate to wipe. I wonder what it'd be like if Dude. you just shot a stream of water right up there and cleaned well, it up. Well, they probably thought they were wasting so much toilet paper. Just I, spray it down with spray it down with water. I guess. But how I would guess. you know if it's actually clean? Clean. Uh, it depends on what country you go to. Some of them, it's a full blown pressure washer. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> you're clean. clean. Oh man! <laughs> when we go to Japan, Caleb. Hey, hey, how bad would that be? To be sitting there and be like, flush. Woo! And you get picked up off the sink. Off the sink. Air chair. Oh, just that man. much pressure. Hey, listen. You never have to worry about the toilet paper shortage again. True. Bro, I, I kind of want one in my house. No. Just just for the guest bathroom. Colby, I promise. You get, if you How get do you flush? Vagina, I will never talk to you again. I promise. I'll go put it in the BS bathroom so not tell them when they go in there. Alexa, engage bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Just have the remote a out there. A smart, a smart bidet. <laughs> have the remote in the living room by my chair. So when they go in there, just whoop. I'll tell you though, I like, I feel like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure we've all felt like this. I mean, maybe not you, Justin, because you have traveled the world a little bit and whatever. But like, I don't like when like you poop and you get a good turd going. And it hits the water, and a little bit pops up and hits your butt. I don't even like. I don't. I don't even like that. So I don't even know how a bidet would do. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is that? This makes me feel so unclean. But I don't it's like it. just get in the shower. <laughs> you get in the shower every time. Man, I just crap. I get in the shower. God. Well, sometimes if I if I have to take a shower and i have to poop before just i'll just go oh. get done all right all go right shower. so let's get <laughs> off of the crap <laughs> let's, get, let's get off the crap Kobe, how much time we got left man oh five minutes all right so justin real quick because we got five minutes left real quick we said you went overseas and was doing some. Tell me about a little bit about your time overseas and stuff. And I, I feel like a bunch of our listeners will be, oh, that's cool. So in a very short amount of time, but very descriptive, if you can talk about that. Uh, which time? Uh, anytime. Uh, Israel. Oh, Israel. Okay. Israel. Israel. Israel was a really, really cool trip. Um, 10 days, 10 days over in the Holy Land, pretty much covered any anywhere from the Sea of Galilee all the way to Jerusalem, City of Dan, all that kind of stuff. Really cool to see some of the places that you know Scripture comes alive. You've read, and I'm talking like Old Testament and New Testament places that Solomon built, and you're you're walking on the same steps that that he would have walked on, kind of thing. So, really, really cool. Um, you know, anytime you go overseas, though, just ex- experiencing the culture in those places, you know, because we, as a part of that trip, we stayed in the, you know, stayed in hotels over there. And for the most part, we ate, ate breakfast and, you know, got lunch on the run. And so, I, you know, experienced a real falafel, not a, not an Americanized a falafel. falafel kind of deal. Falafel. I want one of those. Yeah. Like, you know, got to have a... Um, goat cheese tortilla kind of the i mean Dang. like authentic goat cheese kind of deal so yeah it was definitely pretty cool to experience some of those those things and then just to see places you know geography my man who's all about the maps you, you know when you're there and kind of standing on the mountain that elijah called down fire or looking across the the valley of Megiddo, you know, Armageddon, where Armageddon will take place one day and looking across to see where some of those different cities that are famous from scripture are, or walking through Jerusalem and, and you know, walking the Via Della Rosa, all of those kinds of things. Really, really cool. Um, just to experience the sites, the, you know, the different foods, the different cultures, the way that they, you know, treat one another you know over the you know very we've talked a little bit about this but here's you know we're very individualistic in western society over there they're very much about the family and what's best for the family and so it's just a different different ball game but you know fun fun to see and and i think it's educational even just to kind of you know learn from somebody who thinks differently than you and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that one is right or wrong, but it adds perspective. You know, this 
this is the set of priorities that are over here and, and you know that's a cool thing so you would definitely say anybody that wants to go to israel or any kind of significance to the bible and all the historical stuff behind it you would say go absolutely 100 percent. it's a blessing it's a it's a whole experience absolutely well anywhere really i mean even we do yearly trips to cuba and stuff anywhere that you can experience a different culture is awesome but you know if you are a christ follower definitely if it's a you know even some of the cruises looking at some of the places paul went on his missionary journeys are really really cool experiences so definitely if you get the opportunity to go go to slu slu 101's in orlando then 201's in washington dc yeah 301's in is 301 is in um, England, you fly into England, you go over to the beaches of Normandy, you visit Paris, you take the train back to England and visit all the sites in England. Um, and even there, you get to see places like, you know, C.S. Lewis, or I actually got to sit in the, um, in the pew that, um, oh, what's the... So yeah, C.S. Lewis. I actually got to sit in his pew in the church that that he went to, like he regularly attended. So you know, things like that. It's like really cool. I've read your, you know, I've read your work, kind of thing. Uh, and so even there, there's some both historic significance and uh, religious significance in some of those places. And then uh, SLU 401 is Israel. Well, Justin, I know like there's a lot more we can talk about, but unfortunately we gotta go. Colby, you have anything to say in the last like ten seconds? Hi. All right. <laughs> Hi and bye. Farewell. Farewell. Yes, that's tomorrow. <laughs> so farewell from all of us, C Corner. Y'all have a great afternoon night.